Hello and welcome back to the Self Love Show with Sammy. I am your host, a clinical hypnotherapist and coach working with women to elevate the fuck out of themselves, fall in love with who they are and become that magnet to phenomenal, wonderful, everlasting relationships just as every single woman on this entire planet deserves. So today's episode, we're going to get into the crux of jealousy. This is a really popular topic when you have an anxious attachment in relationships. And as you will know, it actually pushes your partner further and further away, then drives you absolutely mentally crazy because they're doing more things to prove to you that you should be jealous or worried or not trusting, yeah? So today's episode is really, really going to help you to free that mental torture, the jail of jealousy from your mind. As with anything, this is not surface level stuff. Firstly, we have to figure out the root cause for you personally as to why you have this jealousy in the first place. So you have an element of jealousy in your relationship because of conditions from your past, because of the way that your brain is coded in regards to love, in regards to trusting love, in regards to trusting people. A deep, deep fear of abandonment and rejection is at the height of having an anxious attachment. But with jealousy, there's an addition. You also have very low self-worth within yourself. You don't think that you're a 10 out of 10. You do not think that you are the number one choice. You do not think that you're the top catch. You're the number one prize. You have everything and anything that your partner or any other human in the world would want to have in a partner. You don't believe that you've got the full picket, the full picnic. You think that there's something wrong with you, that you're not good enough exactly as you are, that there is the possibility of there being other individuals in the planet that are better than you. So this is not ever to say that we should feel that we are above other humans but what it is is to remind you that your life is a mirror projection of you of what you believe about yourself and every woman on the planet should feel like she is a fucking goddess she's got everything she is everything uniquely she is just stunning beautiful bold everything unapologetically and therefore then magnetizes and attracts to her the right person for her so we're all different but everyone should still believe that they're a 10 out of 10 a 20 out of 10 number one top choice so not only do you have the anxious attachment activated within you already so you've universally unconsciously ended up in a relationship with someone that um, triggers that alarm system in you So this is actually because we don't realise, but we go ahead into our relationships trying to find a replacement for the parental roles that we didn't have, trying to find people that are familiar to and similar to the parents that let us down, that we felt the disconnection from, that didn't meet our needs, weren't emotionally available, so that we can then have a full circle and heal that relationship and win that love. 
So there's lots of reasons why you found yourself in the relationship with the person you are that's triggering those wounds that have not been healed. If you don't heal them, they will continuously be triggered. Your mind will be ruminating, you will come up with more stories, they will pull further away from you and you will confirm it even more. So initially, before you do anything, I don't want you focusing on your partner at all. I say this all the time, but 90 to 95 to 99% of this work is about you focusing on your lane, taking that space, mental block and delete of your other person, of your individual, of your hubby, of your man, so that you can heal whatever the fuck is getting activated inside of you so that it stops being activated so that your mind stops looking for proof to confirm there are more reasons in your life that this is the truth about love, that people just don't stick around, that I can't depend on another, that nobody is ever going to fulfill my cup. There's something wrong with me. This has always been the situation for me. This has always been the story for me. I expect it to be this way. It's familiar. And so we find ourselves in relationship with partners that just prove all of that right. So it's the inner work that we must do. It's the childhood wounds that you have to uncover become the detective of and heal. So this is what I take my girls through in my online course, the ultimate, the ultimate, the confident as fuck woman plan, forgot my course's name then. That is what I take them through. It's what I take my girls through on one-to-one sessions so that before you do anything else, before you try to do the surface level stuff that's listening to the subconscious reprogramming. There's no point in listening to subconscious reprogramming if you aren't aware of your unconscious activations in the first place, of your unconscious traumas and triggers. If you haven't got the understanding and the knowledge as to why you found yourself in that relationship, in that scenario, as to why you're attracted to that person, what is it about them that's familiar to you? What is it about them that seems safe? Even though it's the last thing you want on the planet is because when you're a little girl, that decrease of love, that emotional unavailability, the disconnection, you're so fucking used to it, you expect it and your brain takes over. You start to feel like the the common terms of, I feel like I've known you forever. I feel like we've been together for years. It's familiar, it's safe. A lot of falling in love with someone is that your mind finds them to be safe and familiar and just normal to what you've had in your past. That is a huge part of falling in love with somebody. That is why you're attracted to them because you're unconsciously wanting to heal those childhood wounds of the love you didn't win with whatever parent or caregiver or role model let you down when you were a child. So that's the first part that you want to be diving into. So there's these four elements to relationships. We've got the laws of attraction, which means you attract to you the mirror reflection of whatever you believe about yourself. The person you're in a relationship with is just confirming those beliefs and truths to be true. Secondly, the law of your subconscious mind and how that works. So you've got your reticular activating system, which will only ever filter out information in accordance with whatever the truths and the stories are that you've got in your mind from the past experiences from your past that your mind has lodged and stored and decided this is how what love works this is how people treat me your mind's going to seek out more and more information for that so there's 
tons of people. They've got infinite different personalities, infinite different versions of them, same as for you. But you will find the things that are in alignment with what you solidly to your core believe to be true. uh, Thirdly, we then have the anxious attachments or the attachment styles. They will get activated. Whatever attachment style you've got, you will always, always find evidence and reasons for that to be activated because you've not healed the wounds that cause the triggers. And fourthly, working with feminine and energies, um, feminine and masculine energies, when you're in a relationship, one needs to have more than the other of one of the types. So if you're a woman, this is usually the people that I tend to work with, women in relationships with men. It tends to be the woman is the more feminine, the man is the more masculine. But when we step into the anxiously attached role, we become masculine. We become trying to take control and power over them, try to get more from them. We do more to get more and we end up getting less. So we start to feel anger, resentment. Then we get frustrated. We get pissed off. We start hissy fits. We do the nagging that they call. We get called psychos, crazy mentally unstable all of that nonsense is literally because you've not healed the childhood wounds from the first step that I've talked about you could get yourself out of a lifelong just jail sentence of horrific relationships by doing that first step and nothing else So once you think of those four elements of a relationship, you can start to work with the laws of them, work with these things going for you, work with the universe to benefit you instead of go against you. So if you want your partner to reflect a different version of you back to you, if you want them to be there, emotionally available, loving you, pouring all of their time and energy into you, well, not all of it, that wouldn't be particularly healthy, but giving you more than what you're experiencing at the minute, giving you it without you having to ask for it, without you having to beg, to plead, to want more, do things that mean something to you, that make you feel like a priority, make you feel like you matter, like they care about you, then you have got to do it for yourself. So instead of listening to the advice that you need to be the partner for them that you want to have, you need to be the partner for yourself. That's the new updated piece of advice. The second is nice. That's great. That comes after. But the first thing is you actually need to fulfill everything you're asking for them to do because it's not their job. It's not their responsibility. And if you aren't already stable and secure within yourself, how can you ever expect for them to give that back to you? They're only ever going to reflect what you believe to be true. So if you believe that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, they're not going to stick around. You can't trust in love. You aren't worthy of the forever lasting kind of love that you really want to have. They're never going to be able to show up as the version of them that can prove that to be true to you. You need to be the ultimate partner to yourself. You've got to love yourself. You have got to quite literally fall in love, lifelong romance with you, which is where we work on the subconscious reprogramming, updating how you speak to yourself, updating the belief systems you have. If you want someone else to think that you're number one, then you've got to think that you're number one, which is where I tell and you and teach my girls all of the time that most of this work is about you taking space and going into your own bubble, which is exactly what we do on the course so that you don't feel like you're blindfolded, have no idea what to do, trying to figure it out and get triggered left, right and centre and then just give up and get zero results. The course takes you through my five step formula and you have it forever access as I continue and increase things like like more recordings or more modules that are asked for so that you always have your bubble to go back to and to know exactly what the formula is, what I need to do here. Give me these recordings. I've got some breath work, evening hypnosis. It's all there for you. It's your toolkit. You don't even have to think about it. I've done it for you. 
So once you can, one, heal the childhood wounds and cover what they are. Secondly, you want to start figuring out what your belief systems are currently about you now and how you speak to yourself. What's your identity at the minute? Whatever you actually really think about you as a partner, as an individual, as a woman, you will get that reflected back to you in your relationships. If you really don't think that you matter, you'll get that reflected back to you. And guess what? We very often unconsciously actually perpetrate those behaviours with our partners because when we feel a very small percentage of love for ourselves, we have low self-worth. It means that we look for more, we ask for more, we need more, we need more off of them, like we suck more of their energy and soul out of them so that we can feel that connection that we currently have probably never had, had as a child, but it wasn't much there, like maybe neglected or maybe your your part, um, your parent was um, intrusive, like over the top with their behaviours on you all the time. So you're find, trying to find that disconnect, the disconnect, and you're trying to connect it back together. You're trying to use your partner to connect those dots and complete you, but they can never possibly ever do that. So when you are seeking for more of that, you actually start to repel the person that you're in a relationship with. So we perpetuate the behaviours that we actually don't want to have. And it is a mentally draining cycle until you can figure this stuff out, figure out the formula, figure out that really it is all just about you and they're only going to mirror back to you what you believe to be true about yourself. So what the fuck are you saying to yourself on a day-to-day basis? How do you really think about yourself as a woman, as an individual, as someone in a part, as a partner? Do you think that you have everything that it takes? Do you think you're worthy? Do you think you're a priority? Because if you don't, then that's your job. You'll get that reflected back to you. Then if we want to think about the subconscious mind, what have you got in your mind that you're looking for evidence of? Because if it's bad shit, you're going to find it. If it's good stuff, you're going to find it. It's why we always must go over the top with appreciation. Appreciation is my favourite word when we're thinking of the masculine in the relationship. They love appreciation. But if your mind is wired so deeply with expectations for them to not show up, you're going to find evidence that they don't show up. Or you're going to find small little things that they do, maybe even just the change of their body language. Maybe they don't put a kiss on the end of your text. And you're going to jump to conclusions that means they're not showing up for you. You can't trust in them, knew that this was going to happen. You're not a priority. You don't matter. So what do you want coding into your filter mechanism to give you more evidence of? Let it work for you. Do you want to feel like you're madly fucking adored? Do you want to feel like you're a goddess? Do you want to feel like they're just literally your admirer, mesmerized by you, obsessed with you, madly in love with you? How do you want to feel? And you need to be coding that into your reticular activating system. Subconscious reprogramming is the boss. She is the big daddy. You can't get any, you can't get away from subconscious reprogramming because you can't lie to your subconscious mind or your nervous system. You can tell me as much as you want, you love yourself, but if your life is saying opposite, then that's the truth. So that's one and two. Number three is your attachment style. If you've got an anxious attachment, you've got to do firstly healing the wounds from your childhood past and secondly, the subconscious reprogramming to elevate your belief systems because that's going to make you feel healthy and secure within yourself. The way to do this is going in your bubble removing your focus from other people from what they're doing so that you stop getting triggered left right and center but also so that you're teaching yourself you're physically rehearsing relying on yourself and knowing you're safe with just you you are safe with and you're safe with that you're detached 
the more detached you are, the more attracted they are to you. Initially, it's hard because we have this silly story in our minds that if we pull away, then they're not even going to bother. They're going to bother less than neither of us are even trying and the relationship is going to fall apart. Let me tell you two things on that. One, it's very unlikely. They're going to finally have the space to come to you. They're going to be very attracted to you because all of a sudden you're a woman that's got her own shit going on and she's busy and she's making herself happy and she's listening to these recordings in the morning and waking up looking like the happiest motherfucker in the world like she is literally on cloud nine loving on herself living her own life doing her own thing it's like I'm just as I'm just a little extra I'm just a cherry on the top that's making her like giving her a little bit of company when she wants to watch a movie or when she wants to eat dinner with somebody like they love it. This The competition, the space, the freedom, there's something to reach for. The masculine in the relationship wants that. And then on top of that, as the second part is, if they do not, then you have got your answer. You are not going to waste another decade of your life trying to make someone love you and win that lifelong battle of winning over the love and getting that connection back again with someone that replicates the things that you didn't like about your pa- your parents, the things that let you down as a child, you've uncovered the reason that you're not supposed to be together then. If they're not attracted to you, if they're not mesmerized by you, if they're not coming for you because you've now given the space, then you've got your answer and you'll leave that relationship loving on yourself, knowing you're going to get better, you're this or something better. And you're now the version of you that is open to and available and able to hold that space for the best ever love. You'll attract in somebody that's a mirror version of the new version of you. So you win both ways. And then fourthly, with the masculine and feminine energies, as I've already touched on, men love masculine love, freedom. They love space. They love respect. They love admiration. They love appreciation. Women, we want to feel seen, we want to feel loved, we want to feel heard, we want to feel safe. So you might think, as everybody teaches us, that we've got to have these conversations with our partner and say, right, these are the needs I need to be met. Now you tell me yours and let's just try our best to fulfill them for one another. So we're like parenting one another. That's not going to work. It doesn't work. Sometimes it does, but it's not going to be something that's going to elicit passion and spice for the rest of your life. It's just going to be a boring like parental relationship where you're nagging at one another and looking to one another to meet each other's needs. I want you to be fulfilling all of those things that you need as a feminine. What is it you need? Heard, seen, love languages, how you want to be spoken to. Right, you're going to do that for yourself. You're going to go to your bubble. You're going to retract from them. You're going to block and delete them. I'm with my fiance, okay? So I live with him. We have a child. You can do it while you're living with somebody. Mentally block and delete, not bothered. I'm going into my own project. I'm focusing on me. I'm going to love on myself like the feminine should do she receives, okay? You give that space and that freedom, they're they're very attracted to you, but then I want you to power that up with when they do things you like, appreciate it. Don't feel like you shouldn't have to say thank you for things that they should just do. Like, let's just stop getting on our high horse, expecting people to be our parents, meet our needs, do all the things we want. Let's be good people as well, because not only does it make you feel good to say thank you, I really appreciate that, but they feel fulfilled. You're going to get what you want. 
it feels good, you feel great, you're loving on yourself, you're in your bubble, reprogramming your belief systems about you, healing those childhood wounds, feeling sensational, walking into the day, showing up in your relationship as a happy woman, got her own stuff going on, stabilising herself, secure within herself, wildly attractive. And then when they do something nice, you're like, oh God, babe, I love that. Thank you so much. My partner the other day said he was having a conversation with someone and they'd mentioned how their wife had said thank you for something. And basically from the conversation, it sounded like this was an unusual thing. And he said he was sat there and he thought to himself without saying it to his friend out loud, Sammy does that all the time. She's always saying thank you and it's actually really nice. And I'd never hugely thought about it consciously, but it's actually really nice that she does. So now we're laughing all the time because we're now wildly aware of when we're saying thank you to one another, which is all the time. We say thank you for taking out the bins. Thank you for doing the dinner. Thank you for washing my child. Thank you for doing the driving. It's nice. It's appreciation. Like you want to show love and pour love into your partner. And also it's just going to work for you. If you, it's almost like, although maybe a little bit harsh to say, but it's true. It's like the works of behaviors with children. You should show them more attention and approval, I guess is the word, of the behaviors that are, Oh, it's hard to use words around children's stuff, isn't it? But basically good. Like the behaviours that work well in life, we should be giving them lots of like, oh, wow, that was amazing. Lots of appreciation for their behaviours. Put that into your relationship. Do the same thing whilst you're simultaneously just not even bothered, detached. You're busy. You're doing your own thing. You're living your own life, loving on yourself. And then they get to be a little cherry on the top and they're more now mesmerized and attracted. And just like, oh, there's something going on here. There's something changing about her. And I really, really love it. You'll figure out once you go into your own lane and do your own thing, whether you're with the right person or not, because you never know, you might even ultimately decide that they're now not for you. I don't do this work to force people to stay in relationships. I do this work for you to love yourself and then find yourself in the right relationship for you that is a match to who you now are so that you just feel phenomenal in who you are and not depending on other people for the rest of your life. So with all that said... Jealousy just becomes something that doesn't occur anymore. You're going to physically rehearse removing yourself from situations to feel jealous about by going into your own bubble, focusing on your self-development, passions and hobbies and things you might have in your own life, using subconscious reprogramming. If you come and join us in the Confident As Fuck Woman plan, it's linked in podcast show notes and all of my socials. You will have all of the recordings, the nightly hypnosis, the daily stuff, the morning meditations, the workbooks, all of the stuff. So you've got it all there. It's your toolkit, ready to go. You can now go and obsess over you. Initially, it's going to be difficult because it's not secure. It's not safe. It's not familiar. But I just want you to repeat and practice rehearsing being someone that's detaching themselves from their partner. You will be messaging me saying the mental freedom is unreal. You're just not bothered anymore. You don't need to know what they're doing. You're not bothered if they're busy. You don't need to be free when they're free. You're busy when they're free. They're asking you to do things and you're telling me that they're busy. You're not going to be looking at other people thinking that they're better than you. I want you to release that belief system from your mind that any individual on the planet is better than you. I want you to know that you are 
abundantly beautiful, worthy and deserving and you deserve love that matches that back and shows that back to you. And you're only going to find that once you become that safe, secure love for yourself that you're currently seeking in someone else. So jealousy becomes a thing of the past. You love yourself. You know who the fuck you are. You know you're a 10 out of 10 in a relationship. You've got everything. You only want to be with someone that wants to be with you. You're not going to chase, beg, plead, wish, want more anymore. You're going into your own sanctuary and you're giving them the space and the freedom to come and love on you. And if they don't, then you've got your answers. So adding it all together, you firstly are struggling with jealousy because you don't think very highly of yourself. You very likely are putting yourself beneath most other individuals because that's exactly what I did. I could always find positive traits about other people and feel like they were just something better than me. That other people, everybody just had something better than me. Secondly, you have childhood wounds, unmet needs, a disconnection, traumas that are being triggered in your current relationship. Your partner, you have been attracted to so that you can unconsciously win that love, the love that you lost as a child. So you need to heal those so that you can have a different relationship or so that with the individual you're with or so that you can find the relationship that you're supposed to be in. And thirdly, you need to really get into your bubble, really take this space, remove your attention from other people so that you can use subconscious reprogramming and update your belief systems so you think, feel, speak differently, have different truths coded in your brain with what to expect, with what to look for. And then giving your filter mechanism new directions, instructions and commands to give you more proof of. If whatever you focus on is what you're watering, if you focus on stuff you don't like, you're going to get more of it. Now, it's hard to stop focusing on that if you haven't done the first two steps. If you don't heal those childhood wounds, if you don't uncover what the patterns are, if you don't update your belief systems about you, if you don't become the partner that you are looking for, the partner you're seeking for yourself, and if you don't remove your focus and attention, put yourself into your own bubble and mentally block and delete whatever the hell they're doing, you'll constantly just put yourself into a situation to get triggered. And then that's going to continuously be reaffirmed as a wiring and firing in your mind that this is truth, this is a predictable, this is safe, familiar, it's what we expect. We're just computer programs, that's it. We're walking around computer programs getting whatever's happened in our first, say, like 10 years of life. We're just getting the reflections of that continuously, like absolutely fucking ourselves over with whatever setup we had as children that we had nothing to do with. You didn't get a say in that. So you found yourself with a partner in a relationship with someone that's triggering wounds, getting you to feel jealous so that you can actually finally heal all of this and get yourself out of that toxic cycle. This is all happening for a reason. So the reason why you must find a way to go into a bubble of your own, remove your focus from whoever you're in a relationship with, whoever you're getting triggered by, whoever you're feeling jealous of, is so that you can end the fucking life-sucking, joy-removing, energy-draining cycle of having an anxious attachment style, wildly dependent on other people and essentially unconsciously needing them to be your parent and meeting all of those needs, If you don't retract your energy and focus from them and do the complete fucking opposite to what you're doing, pattern interrupt, 
practice and rehearse being a different individual you will either continue in this relationship and it'll just get worse and worse and worse mentally draining you'll think even worse about yourself be believe worse things about yourself or you'll leave they'll leave you and it'll happen again in the next one and you'll be you'll be thinking in 20 years time I wish I'd have just done the absolute opposite even though it was hard at the start because it didn't feel safe retracted my attention did what that Sammy told me to do focused on loving who I was irrelevant to however the outcome was going to be whether they were going to stay with me or whether we were going to split up I just decided that I just need to love myself and I got results you'll wish that you did that don't let another year slip by that you are living a self-fulfilling prophecy in a relationship and it's just mirroring back to you all of the disconnection you experienced as a child, all the unmet needs you had as a child, all the things that triggered you as a child that made you feel abandoned and rejected, that made you disbelieve in who you are and feel unworthy, made you not feel like you're beautiful enough, like you're not good enough. Whatever it was that continuously added up, it's like a shopping bag and we walk around and you go through all the aisles and all these continuous experiences you've had. I've just filled up that shopping bag until now we know we're making a lasagna because we've got all of the ingredients. There's no way that you're going to be making chips and fish and chips. If you want to change the menu, then you've got to update the program system that you've got inside and the whole thing comes down to you. It's nothing to do with your partner mentally block and delete they're not anything to do with this journey of yours this is all about you and you'll see whether they're the right individual for you or not and maybe you want them maybe you don't maybe they show up maybe they don't but guess what you're going to win each way because you'll be loving in yourself having a lifelong romance with you feeling phenomenal mental freedom and you'll end up in a relationship where you just do your own shit they do their own shit and you just feel happy together happy apart no wild, painful pangs inside of your chest when you have a slight fear that maybe they've reacted in a different way. This constant fear that it's like the disconnection with the parent again when the mother leaves the crying child and the baby just screams and throws and kicks just at it does anything to get that attention and connection back again because it literally thinks its survival has gone out the window. So that you can stop breaking your own heart. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's up to you to heal all of this and take full responsibility for your side of the street and just you. Just focus on you. Focus on you and add on top of that appreciation. So that's it for today's episode. Drop me a message. Let me know how you found it. What tools have you taken from it? What results have you gotten? And everything so that you can come and work with me is linked in the podcast show notes and all of my socials. One-to-one, come and join the Confident As Fuck Woman plan, my online course. And you can also get the self-love guidebook and the little hypnosis tracks that I've done to go along with it. I love you so much. You can do this. Have your own fucking back, girl.